0: Epic Santa Claus humiliates Karen in front of a live audience for bullying nine-year-old boy with a speech impediment. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I work in an aquarium, and during the month of December, Santa visits and swims around the tank and talks to kids. It's an awesome thing and something different from the normal stuff around here. This event happened a week before Christmas 2019. So when Santa comes to the aquarium to swim with the sharks, he brings his elves with him to help talk to the children. I was one of these elves this year. My first year and maybe my only year because of this single woman. So we were doing our normal thing and I was on mic talking to kids and translating child speak for Santa to hear. Keep in mind he's in the tank and we use special microphones and earpieces so everyone can communicate. it's projected in the room in between children my manager comes up and explains that there's a young boy he's mute and he just wants a picture i'm like yeah sure anything I was honestly just happy to be there, and making a buck more than my normal pay. So we get to the young boy. He's like nine, and just stared as I directed him and his mom to scuba Santa. Mom takes the mic and talks to Santa. Hi Santa, this is boy. He doesn't say much, so is it okay if we could get a picture? Of course! And he then poses for the picture. I'm standing off to the side out of the way of the picture, checking the time. As we had to get Santa a break, air tanks only hold so much air. As I'm getting ready to call the dive team to get the new tank ready, there's a pop in my earpiece. I look up to the microphone, and boy is holding it. Mom steps back towards me, and we all just watch. At this point, there's a small line forming, but we weren't worried about it. This was going to be the last child before the five-minute break. Santa? hi, for Christmas, I want a truck. The entire room goes silent, and mom starts crying before looking and explaining that he hasn't spoken over six months. So I let him ramble to Santa for a bit. Most is lost because it was rambling, but boy was loving it, and no one in line seemed to mind. It really was a Christmas miracle of some sorts. Enter the entitled woman. She was in her 30s with her friends wanting a picture with Santa. Whatever, I didn't care. Boy finished his babble. And went to say goodbye. This woman yells over the crowd If he isn't gonna say real words, get him off the mic! My other elf friend was going to confront her as I was mic'd in, and whatever I would say would have been everywhere. But before they could get to her, Santa's voice comes over the speakers. Now, fun fact about this particular Santa is that he was a no nonsense kind of guy in the first place. And in this instant, he became my best friend. Why don't you shut your pie, ho ho ho! Now, because he hears this means she said it loud enough for my mic to pick it up and project it across the room. She was so red, but stayed in line, and Santa finishes with the boy. I start my signal to Santa to let him know that he needs to go up for a new tank. Santa, uh, Mrs. Claus has some new cookies she wants you to try. Now, folks, Santa will be back after a short milk and cookie break. Normally, people agree, and it's no big deal. We play games with the kids, sing a couple songs, and before you know it, Santa's back. But today, this woman was not having it. Oh, come on, you have a whole line here, and he's just leaving? He'll be right back, I promise. And then I go into a song. This woman threw a fit, screaming, cursing us out, making a real scene, and I had left my mic on. But while the song was playing, it wasn't projecting her, but Santa could still hear her screaming. Eventually, he came back and finally got to her in line. I reluctantly let her go up, and I step out of the way for a picture after she told me that if I was anywhere near the picture, she would have my head. I had security on standby, and they were ready to walk her out, because I don't want to deal with that crap. Not in my aquarium. And the best thing ever happened. Now, hold on there. Are you the woman who yelled at the little boy? Silence. Like, no one moved. And through a fit when I had to go try Mrs. Claus's new cookie recipe. She just sat there staring at him. I'll have you know that makes you number one on the naughty list. We need to be compassionate and nice to others. My elves here are just doing what I've instructed them to do and you're yelling at them. That's not in the spirit of the holidays. You need to apologize to everyone you've been mean to, and then go to the end of the line and wait again. Until that is done... I'm not taking a picture with a naughty person. I was hyped. This woman was a jerk. She ended up storming away, screaming for a manager. I believe she found one, but was escorted out with no picture. Boy got to meet Santa out of the tank and got a super special picture with him and all his elves. He's a regular at the aquarium and likes to show us new words he's learned. It's amazing. And the diver is my favorite dude forever and always. What kind of grown woman is going to make this much of a fuss trying to see Santa Claus? It's funny, with all those kids around, she's the only one acting like a spoiled brat. Sorry lady, people need to take breaks sometimes. And if Santa's having a special moment with a kid, you don't get to just butt in and shout out. That's not your call to make. That's up to Santa and the elves. If they want to give the kid a couple extra minutes, that's their call. You getting all worked up and upset like that is just embarrassing. And I'm glad Santa called you out. This woman needed a little bit of public humiliation. Unfortunately, it sounds like it didn't really have the effect it should have. The funniest part is after making all that fuss, she still didn't get her picture. Guess she'll just have to take a trip to the mall. A foreign exchange student was bullying my sister, so I got her sent back to her own country. My sister was bullied relentlessly in high school for something she had literally zero control over, a certain part of her anatomy. Without going into details, she felt terrible about it, and it more or less ruined her life as an insecure 15-year-old girl. The girl responsible for most of the cruel bullying and the one who gave her a particularly cruel nickname related to her physical issue was called Nadia. Nadia was a foreign exchange exchange student at our school. Nadia was beautiful, and she was cruel, and she didn't give a crap about anyone but herself. I wasn't Miss Popularity myself, but I had to protect my sister from having her life ruined, and I felt a very strong urge to get back at her tormentors. They say to kill a dragon with many heads, you gotta cut off the main head. So, that's what I did. I learned that the father of Nadia was very conservative. Her whole family back home was. So, I started spreading rumors about her being very promiscuous, and ensured these rumors reached the family she was staying with. This apparently caused her some trouble, but I wasn't done. I threw a party one night when my parents were gone. I invited Nadia, who gladly came as I was a cooler, older girl, somehow. And she never said no to a chance to get hammered. Because, yes, there was a lot of liquor. I made sure of that. Took pictures of everyone drinking and having fun. That same night, when everyone left, I put it on my Facebook. I tagged Nadia on it as she was my Facebook friend. She had this option turned on where everything she's tagged in is automatically allowed on her timeline. So, a picture of her stupidly drunk and very skimpily dressed made its way onto her page. Because of it being in the middle of the night, she must not have noticed until the next day in the morning, so it stayed on for hours. But due to her parents' time zone being vastly different, I was sure they would see it before she had a chance to take it down. They did. I wasn't there to see the fallout, obviously, but she was gone the next week from school and flown back to her home country. Apparently, her parents had to save her from being corrupted or something. So she was gone, and my sister, safe from ridicule. As word of my involvement spread, and let's just say people didn't really want to mess with her after seeing how far I was willing to go to protect my little sister. Wow, you had this all planned out and everything, apparently. We don't have the details of what her sister was being bullied for, but regardless, you shouldn't be bullied for something that you have no control over. I completely understand our original poster's need to want to lash out at this girl, if it was having this big of an impact on her sister's life. We all know how high school kids can get, and what kind of world that is. I'm sure it really sucked for her sister to have to go through that. I will say, this is pretty extreme in terms of getting revenge. We don't know what Nadia's life was like back in her home country, and we may have just sent her to a pretty crappy situation, but I guess that's not really on our original poster's list of concerns. Entitled Karen thinks she's insulting my new engagement ring, so I decided to make her feel just a little bit jealous. My fiancé and I had been dating for four and a half years. In that time, we've bought a house together, adopted doggies together, and I put him through pharmacy school, and we fell even more in love. He's an amazing man, and I'm crazy about him. Imagine my excitement that after braving all of the ups and downs and watching life unfold as a team, that he proposed. I was overjoyed, and through tears of happiness, I said yes. It's a larger, slightly blush pink amethyst stone with a halo of topaz around it set in rose gold. I loved it. It was perfect. The next day, I was attending a baby shower for my best friend in my hometown. I trekked my way there, and even though I tried to downplay the engagement because I wanted it to be about her, she made a mini announcement because I knew people who were there. Most people did a little congrats type thing, which was nice except for her cousin. This girl, let's call her Amy, is super religious. Actually, everyone from my hometown is super religious. And I appreciate their faith, but I didn't like her judgment. She's voiced her opinions before about how people shouldn't live together unless they're married and all that jazz. So when she sauntered over, she took my hand in hers and scrutinized the ring. She more or less said that at least he was making an honest woman out of me and that he had taken too long to propose. Then she kind of screamed scrunched her nose at my ring and asked what kind of stone it was, with a little snobby half-smile on her face. She also said that it was generic that he would ask me now that he's graduating, because that's what everyone does. I don't know what came over me. I love my ring and I've never been mean to this girl, but I've known Amy for a while now and she's always been like this. She likes to say what terrible decisions other people have made, and how she always puts Jesus first. So that's why her Life has turned out so well. She says it's because she's followed his plan, which ultimately led to her getting married ridiculously young to a guy who really isn't good for her at all and just leeches off of her. She had to put herself through school and work while he would go on long stints out of the country to find himself and follow God's path, which I think really meant bang other women. She married him in the middle of a college year before one of the times he left. I suspect to entice him to come back and have commitments here. Well, I went for it. I said, oh, he waited until he knew he could provide for me. I think it's a pink diamond. Her whole face changed from smug to envious. She practically threw my hand down and mumbled how happy she was for me. I looked up how big my petty lie had been later, only to find out that, yes, pink diamonds are actually a thing, and the teeny ones are like 10000 thousand dollars. But hey, she doesn't have to know how poor we are. We're rich with unconditional love and loyalty, and that's why I'm happy to call him my future husband. I don't need that jerk's approval. Good for you, honestly. This woman needed to be brought down a peg or two. Whether she knows that's really the case or not doesn't matter. As long as she walked away from the conversation feeling just a little bit worse, I think you did your job. At the end of the day, it's not about the extravagance of the ring. The ring is merely symbolic. It's about the relationship between you guys and how you guys have made that commitment together. There's nothing some random entitled Karen can do to take that away from you, especially the day after you receive the ring. You best believe you're going to be coming in hot if anyone tries to throw any insults your way. Karen insults me throughout the entire flight, so I get back at her with a little bit of pettiness. This is something that I'm surprisingly proud of, and easily the most petty thing I've done in my life. About a year ago, I was on a short domestic flight, around 3-4 to hours. I was seated towards the front of the flight, and lined up to board when they called for my group. I saw I had a window seat, and as I saw where I was sitting, I noticed an older woman in the aisle seat of my row, and who I learned to be her daughter, maybe late 40s in the middle seat. I let them know I was sitting next to the window and apologized for making them get up so I could sit down. The older lady didn't seem to understand what I was saying at first, and she just kept smiling at me, until her daughter told her to get up because they have to let me get past them. The older woman got up and told me not to worry about it, but her daughter seemed extremely annoyed when she told her to move for me. I didn't think much of it and apologized once more for being too big to fit past them without having to get up, and once again, the older lady gave me a big smile and told me not to worry about it. Unfortunately, the daughter was nowhere near as happy, as her mother. This is the point where the daughter starts to fire off comments to her mother that were directed at me, ticked off at the fact that I have a window seat and I should have been on the plane before them, so they didn't have such a hassle to get back up when they were already seated. Her mother, though, didn't seem to pay her any mind. I just ignored her tirade. I did feel guilty that I made them, especially the older lady with the smile, get up for me. But when the daughter saw her mother was ignoring her, she started to look for anyone around us that she could complain about me too. She even asked the flight attendant for a glass of wine because the silly moron next to her had stressed her out. I put my headphones in and occasionally would pause the movie I was watching on my phone to check if she was still complaining about me. Now, I usually have to put up with comments and slight insults for work. I've been called a lot worse before, and honestly, being called a silly moron is more humorous than anything, so I was just going to let it slide. That's when I noticed, as we reached flying altitude, that she was trying to see out the window to look down on the city we were leaving. Immediately, I hunched myself forward to block her from seeing out the window and kept watching my movie. Initially, I planned to block the window for about 20 minutes, but 20 became 30, 30 became 45, and I thought... What the heck, I'm just going to fully commit to hunching in front of the window for the entire flight. I saw her getting annoyed, but I blasted my volume, held in my pee, skipped the mid-flight snack and drinks, and continued to block the window until we landed. It was definitely worth it. Is it really that big a deal that you had to stand up for two seconds to let someone shuffle past you? That's kind of the way it works. Have you ever been to a movie theater or anything like that? Do you get that upset with the person who needs to go past? That's the way they have to go. Sorry it's an inconvenience, but you gotta just kind of roll with it. You're not doing yourself or anyone else any favors by getting all upset about it. It's not gonna change the situation. Just shut up and move on with your life. I told my roommate that her anorexia is not my problem. We're both 23-year-old females. It's been getting close to 90 degrees Fahrenheit where we live, so I've been turning on the AC when I get home. I also work a physically intense outdoor job, so I come home really sweaty and exhausted from the heat. The apartment will stay cool enough for me to fall asleep, but then later on, I'll wake up in the middle of the night completely drenched in sweat. I'll then get up and find out my roommate has switched the AC off while I'm sleeping. This really upsets me, because it's been making me really dehydrated and tired to begin with from not sleeping well, and it's been impacting my work. She's unemployed right now, so I thought she might have been hung up about the power bill. When I finally talked to her about it, I explained that I'm already very sensitive to heat to begin with and that because we're fortunate enough to have AC, I want to enjoy it when I get home after a long day at work, and that the heat is causing problems for me. I even offered to foot some of her share of the power bill if she was really that concerned about it, but then she said that she turns it off because the apartment gets too cold. I should add that our AC is set at 70 degrees and has never moved lower than that. I told her that she could just use some blankets or put on a sweater if it was really bothering her, because the heat is unbearable. She then countered saying that because she's in recovery from anorexia, she's really sensitive to cold and that I'm not prioritizing her needs. I then responded by saying, I'm sympathetic to your situation, but that's your problem, and not mine, and it's starting to have a negative impact on me, and we need to find some middle ground here, because I can't take my skin off when it gets too hot. She then got extremely upset and angry, and told me that I was being an ableist and insensitive. I'm kind of bothered by this, because I've also had struggles with eating disorders in the past. So am I the jerk here? I will say you maybe could have said it with a little more sensitivity. I get that you're just summing it up for a Reddit article here, but it does sound like it came across a little blunt. I totally agree with the premise of what you're saying. I agree, being too hot is way more uncomfortable than being too cold, because there's nothing you can do about it. There's only so many layers of clothes you can take off that is still socially acceptable. Whereas if you're too cold, you could easily throw on another layer. So I 100% agree with you that you should be able to have the AC on and that she can just put on a sweater. It's just the way that you delivered it. You catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. My entitled friends cut me off after I stopped being their designated driver. I, female, have three friends from college. Macy, Tom, and Neela. We're all in our mid-30s now. We usually get together once a month to have dinner despite work and family obligations. Six months ago, I had to stand up to everyone about splitting the bill evenly because everyone else orders and eats appetizers and desserts, and everyone else drinks copious amounts of alcohol every time we get together. I typically eat a main and drink water. I started checking menus in advance and only bring enough cash to cover my bill plus tip and would forget my card at home and eventually sternly told them that I was no longer willing to pay an additional 50 to 100 dollars every time we went out to cover their appetizers, desserts and drinking habits well they all agreed because I wasn't drinking anything but water that I should be the designated driver which I initially agreed to because I was just happy that they eventually stopped arguing with me about splitting the bill but at the time, I told them firmly if any of them ever threw up in my car that would be the end of it. Last month, Tom nearly threw up in my car. The only reason he didn't is because I pulled over and pulled him out of the car and onto the pavement instead. I sent a group text the next morning stating that I was no longer going to be the designated driver, and everyone complained that Tom only almost threw up in my car. I again refused, and told them that next month they either had to limit their drinking so they could drive, or they had to find their own ride. Last weekend, I reminded everyone I wasn't driving anyone home. No one limited their intake at all. And by the end of the night, they were too drunk to even handle paying their bill. I went up and asked for my bill separately, paid, and walked out without saying goodbye. Tom's wife had to have her mother watch their two kids while she had to come down, covering their bills and give Macy and Neela rides home. And Tom and Macy both threw up in her car. I was getting hateful calls and texts all week, telling me I have to pay for Tom's wife's car cleaning and pay his mother-in-law for watching the kids. Macy and Neela have been calling me all kinds of names for abandoning them. But I snapped that they were all three sheets to the wind even after being told last month I wasn't driving them anymore. Tom eventually called to yell at me that if I didn't split the bill, and if I wasn't the designated driver, then what use was I? I asked if that was how he treated his wife, Macy, or Neela. If they were only allowed to be around if they were useful. Because here I thought we were all just enjoying one another's company. Since I certainly wasn't gaining anything useful from them spending hundreds of dollars funding their eating and drinking habits and then wasting my gas to drive their drunk butts home. I was blocked and none of them want to speak to me now, and I just need to know if I'm the jerk here. No, you're not being a jerk by standing up for yourself. I think you've honestly done yourself a huge favor here. You found out exactly what your value was to these friends of yours. Apparently, you were just a ride home, or a way for them to save a few bucks on their meal. It was supposed to be about just spending time together, but it seems like they really wanted more out of you than that. And I agree that considering you weren't getting a whole lot back in return, that that kind of treatment is Not fair at all. It's something that needed to be addressed. And now that it has, this is how they're choosing to react. That gives you a pretty good idea what kind of friends they are. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.